friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 12th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. Thank you for being with me today as we break open the Word of God for this coming weekend, this uh, sixth Sunday in the Easter season already. It is hard to believe we are already five weeks. Now, I know that sounds silly, isn't it? The sixth Sunday in Easter and we're only five weeks in because, you know, we were one week in and it was the second Sunday of Easter. But anyway, anyway, it's kind of that same, uh, you know, we're in the 21st century, but we're in the 20s. That kind of weird thing that we live in. Yeah, didn't, didn't plan on podcasting about this wonderful information. Anyway, five weeks into the Easter season, uh, two more weeks, uh, we celebrate that wonderful season, or that wonderful feast of Pentecost, coming up two weeks from this coming weekend. Uh, okay, similar to last week, for those who listened, uh, we jumped to John, right? We jumped to John two weeks ago, John 10, when we were on Good Shepherd Sunday. And then last week, we went to John 14, uh, that beautiful reading where Jesus says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Uh, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my Father's house. There are many dwelling places, right? Uh, So that whole section, John chapters 13 through, gosh, 17, 13, 14, 15, 17, those five chapters um, are all what is called Jesus's last discourse. And it is five chapters. I mean, it takes up a quarter of John's gospel. But again, that makes sense, right? Uh, If Jesus knew he was going to uh, die on the cross the next day, he had a lot of things to say. So I think it's really important that these are the words uh, either Jesus said to John and uh, or or John's community is putting in the in the mouth of Jesus uh, in terms of saying this is what uh, Jesus's life was all about. So what we're going to do today is we're going to pick up uh, in John 14 almost exactly where we left off yesterday. I think we skip over about two verses. But today, for those who are listening, we're going to read or, or want to follow along with John 14, chapter, or verses 15 to 21. So a little bit shorter today, John 14, 15 to 21. As always, again, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, Joe Zenk. Uh, I do this podcast, usually drop it every Friday. This week I'm dropping it Thursday because i got to go pick up one of my sons from college. But um, I, I, for 30 years, was a lay Catholic minister in the church, and now I am a chaplain uh, within a hospice organization. But I just love the Word of God because it is so rich. I am not a theologian. I'm just a guy. And I invite us to really feed on the Word of God. Uh, because there's nothing better uh, for on, on which we can we can sup and uh, and feed right um, and so as always invite you to just settle yourself before we hear the word of God open yourself invite the spirit active and desirous of us to, to have this word take root within us open yourself to that spirit and um, invite your eyes the mind your heart whatever it is Uh, to be open through this word. So with that, let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, 
you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him, because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And again, before I move on, just let that settle. Even pause if you need to. And let whatever is going on, a word, phrase, an idea, an image, uh, just a thought, whatever that is, sit with that. Because that's where, where the Holy Spirit's going to speak. And that's where this word's going to come alive. I want to start with the very first words. Again, remember, this is Jesus, this is parting, uh, you know, soliloquy, poor, poor choice of words. These, these are just parting thoughts, memories, ideas that he wants to plant within those he loves. And the first thing here he says is, if you love me. I mean, almost a, a gosh, a, a, a moment of desperation, isn't it? Listen, you guys, if you really love me, if you, if you do, if, if you've ever loved me, you know, keep my commandments. It's almost pleading, right? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, and he's not just speaking to the 12. And he's not just speaking to whoever else was there in the upper room that night, right? He's speaking over the centuries to you and I. If you love me. Gosh, we claim to. There's no way you and I would be listening to this podcast or doing this podcast if we didn't, if we didn't claim that we were lovers of Jesus Christ, right? And Jesus says to us, that's awesome. Appreciate that. But if you do love me, you're going to keep my commandments. Because that's what love looks like. It doesn't look like words. It doesn't look like even a cross around your neck, you know, a necklace. It doesn't look like going to Mass every, every weekend. Although, hey, there's nothing wrong with words and a cross around your neck or going to Mass on Sundays. But what Jesus is saying here is love is more than some external action. That love invites us to move into another space um, of, of keeping commandments. But we do so from a space of love within us. I want to use a, an image here, and maybe this will help rather than me just yapping. Um, and it's a story. I didn't make it up. I'm sure I've used it on this over the 600 episodes of the pod at least once. But it's a story of, um, I think it's an ancient Jewish one, that uh, uh, an angel was walking through town. And in one hand, he carried a torch. 
And in the other hand, he carried a large bucket of water. And this elderly woman hobbles up to him and says, Sir, where are you going? And the angel looks at her and says, With the torch, I'm going to burn down the mansions of heaven. And with the bucket, I'm going to squelch, I'm going to put out the fires of hell. Then we will see who loves God. I love that story. Because, you know, my friends, so often, I think it's easy for us, easy for me, to get caught caught up in, why am I doing what I'm doing? Jesus says, listen, if you love me, if this is really about love, my love for you, which of course is, is we love only because God first loved us, right? We, we, we imitate and, and palely at, at best sometimes, but we love simply because God loved us first. And then as best we can, we share and pass on that love to those around us in the manner in which we understand it. Um, we're given grace first, and then we pass that grace on, right? And, and, and when I'm living in that space, I think I'm living in that cycle of God. I'm living in that unity that Jesus speaks of, that, you know, I live in the Father and you live in me and, and the Father loves you and we're all one, basically, because that's what that looks like. But when I'm living out of my smallness, I can live out of fear. Like, okay, I'm doing this because um, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, be, be, you know, in the fires of purgatory, whatever that is or looks like. And that's a wonderful podcast for another day. But I don't want to, I don't want to be in that space. Um, or I'm doing it because I want to get to heaven, you know, and, and because, boy, that seems a lot more comfortable, a lot better in the fires of hell or, or the, the work of purgatory. Um, and, and to the extent on our lesser days, when we find ourselves in that pattern, brothers and sisters, that really has nothing to do with God. And that has everything to do with us. Because we are at the center of whatever those actions are. And anything, when we live out of that space, I mean, that's not truth. That's just us. And our agenda and whatever it is we feel like, whatever hoops we got to jump through in order to do that so God will love us or will avoid punishment or whatever that is. Because again, we are at the center of that. And, and whatever actions in life, you know, comes out of that rotates and revolves around us and our fears or our hopes or our desires. And what God says is, no, I'm not interested in any of that. I'm interested in you living out of what we call truth, which is the next point I want to make. Okay, so the first is, listen, if we love, brothers and sisters, that love uh, invites us to something. Our baptism invites us to something. The Eucharist invites us to something. It is not just about, oh, let's, let's get soft and cuddly and we're chosen and now we can do whatever we want because we're going to go to the kingdom of God. No, it's being anointed. It's being confirmed. It's being given the, the bread of life so we can go, you know, be that bread of life, right? It, it, it's a missionary stance. Um, but because... First and foremost, because God loved us so much to to wash us clean, because God loves us so much to feed us, because God loves us so much to 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 use us in the best sense of that word, we go out and allow our God 
to move and live and, and have its God's being within us. Um, that it's, it's not passive by any means. We have to say yes to this action, um, but it is always God's doing. Gosh, and that was still the first. But the second here is what I want to get to is this whole idea of the advocate, that God won't leave us orphan. Are you feeling lonely today? Are you feeling sometimes with whatever's going on in life that you're out there on your own or you're bucking against the wind or, or whatever it is and you don't feel that support around you? First of all, take, take great solace in this word. I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you, period. That brothers and sisters, our God walks with us every moment. But I love what he's saying here is he's saying, listen, you know, the advocate I'm going to send, uh, so I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Another, isn't that a great word? Which means there's a first. Who is that? Well, of course, it's Jesus Christ. And this other advocate, another advocate, will be that very spirit of Jesus Christ, meaning that very thing that attracts us to Jesus will be what is placed within us uh, it, by, through and with the action of God in this spirit. Another advocate to be with you always, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot accept. So this is what I want to talk about, is that idea of the spirit of truth. What does that mean? We just kind of hear it and hear the Holy Spirit and don't worry about the spirit of truth part. You know, the spirit. Okay, the spirit's going to come. That's great. But you know what it did when I was praying about this uh, gospel today? Is it hearkened me, hearkened, what a, what a foolish word. It brought to mind, how's that? Um, that wonderful interchange between Pilate and Jesus, right? And it's out of the 18th chapter of John's gospel. So you know, this is not an accident. This is John uh, 14 kind of foreshadowing what he's going to be talking about, Jesus is going to be talking about with Pilate four, four chapters later here. And when, uh, okay, so Jesus is brought before Pilate, right? And Pilate says to him, then you are a king. You know, this is a little bit in. I'm, I'm coming in halfway. Uh, and Jesus answered him, you say that I'm a king. For this I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? And yet here, we have in our gospel today that Jesus is sending an advocate, the spirit of truth. What are we talking about? First of all, know that any answer I give, the real answer is way beyond what I'm going to say. But here's my thought. And it goes back to a, a pod that, that I did just before um, the Easter season started. Uh, in fact, it was the one I want to say right before Palm Sunday. And uh, it was the raising of Lazarus, that gospel. And I talked about what is ultimately reality, ultimate reality, capital U, capital R. And that is death and resurrection. That, um, brothers and sisters, we are made uh, to live uh, in in God's presence, in the kingdom of God, even here in this world, okay? I'm not just saying in, in quote-unquote heaven afterward. I'm saying we are meant to live as children of God now because we are children of God, and that spirit lives within us, reminding us of that. We don't need to be theologians to understand that. What am I getting at here? I'm getting at we know what uh, the reality is of who God is and what God is about. 
and, and therefore who I am and, and what I am about. And on our better days, brothers and sisters, we live out of this truth. It's when we are living in that spirit and, and whatever we are doing is life-giving. You know, later here he says, um, you know, in a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. Brothers and sisters, when we uh, operate and live out of that place of uh, grace, that because we have been given grace, we give grace. Because we have been loved, we give love. Because we have been forgiven, we forgive. Because we have been given life, we are our life givers. Because we have been given, we give, whatever that is, right? When we live out of that space of, not because of fear, um, because I, I want to avoid the fires of hell, not because of, of um, I, you know, comfort and because I desire to be in heaven and, and putting my foot up on the clouds and playing a harp, but because of who I am and what God is because of ultimate reality, because the ultimate reality is not how the world works. And listen, the world is God's creation. I'm not saying the world is bad, but I'm saying the ways of the world, whatever those, um, those actions are that separate or divide. I mean, the whole idea of power, right? That's not part of the kingdom of God structure. The whole idea of division is not part of the, the kingdom of God structure. The whole idea of, of inequality or injustice is not part of the, the uh, or, or poverty or, or uh, you know, um, um, suffering, whatever it is. Those are not part of God's structure. And whenever we do what we can to participate in correcting those things, we live out of a space of ultimately reality because that spirit of truth, when we are living who God is and what God is and what that kingdom of reality is and we participate in it with God as co-creators of life because he lives and we live, when we live out of that space, that is truth. That's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking with Pilate. He said he came to testify to the truth as to what the ultimate reality is in that kingdom reality. And he did it with his life, right? And now what Jesus is saying is, I won't leave you orphans. That same spirit that, that animated him is animating us now. And we know it. We know it when we participate in it. And that is ultimately reality. And, and, and that spirit of truth, truth, lives within us. Brothers and sisters, if we love Christ, and I could keep going on, but I know I'm at my 20 minutes already. If we love, not for us, not for our sake, but for the sake of God. If we live out of that space of truth and allow that spirit to animate us on our better days, it isn't going to happen all the time. And when it doesn't, we fall on our knees or like the prodigal son, we say, Lord, you know, Father, I am not worthy. I've sinned against heaven and against you. And we allow the, the prodigal uh, parent to put their arms around us and love us. Because only in allowing us to be loved in this space can we believe we're lovable and therefore give that love and participate in it again? Brothers and sisters, that's the pattern. That's the truth, is remembering who God is, remembering what God is about, and remembering who then we are in the midst of that. And that's why the Gospels are so important, because they show us the pattern, because Jesus lived it. And then he says, here's that same spirit. Go out and live it too. God will not leave us orphan. He's placed that very spirit and those commandments in our heart. All we got to do is say yes. All we got to do is, not passively, 
but actively allow God to, to, to live that truth within our life first and foremost in remembering who we are and who God is. And then because God has loved us, let, letting that love and life and grace and goodness flow out of us because you can't help but do that. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We have moved on to the joyful mysteries. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Bless you, my friends, especially those of you who are new to this podcast. Thanks for being present here today. May God be with you always, my friends. Be well and God's peace. Thank you.